Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth installment of the Metric Minute brought to you by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Durkawi, and this time we'll cover part one of two of Concentric Impulse, which is essentially the culmination of the entire jump preparation phase. In plain terms, impulse is a measure of how much force an athlete applies into the ground during any specific time period. Now, concentric impulse refers specifically to the force generated only during triple extension. We all understand how to find the area of a rectangle by multiplying length and width. This is nearly identical to the approach to finding impulse, which is a duration of time multiplied by the amount of force applied over that time. ForceDex collects 1,000 data points per second, and adding up all of the slender rectangles created gives a precise idea of concentric force output. The objective of the game is very simple. Get the most concentric impulse possible in the shortest amount of time. The more force an athlete can generate while standing on the ground, the more power, speed, and jump height they will achieve. Imagine starting a road trip with half a tank of gas compared to starting with a full tank. The car with more juice will go further before it runs out. The take home message is that concentric impulse reports how much force an athlete generates during triple extension. Larger is better, but duration should be minimal to preserve quickness of movement, a favorable trait in many sporting contexts. We will discuss a couple more factors related to concentric impulse next time, but until then, please feel free to contact my colleagues and I at Vault Performance. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world. From everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash c-v-a-s-p-s, to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And we are at the last Monday of 2020. A year that has been, to say the least, one that has put many people in extremely uncomfortable positions. So to close out the My Thoughts Mondays for 2020, I'm gonna put myself in a couple of those uncomfortable positions. The first of which is I'm gonna record this walking the dog in freezing temperatures because it is our first day of 75 hard round two and you got to get your workout in outside so we're out here walking it's super cold although when i was in my 20s living in upstate new york or indiana i probably wouldn't have thought it's super cold but i guess that's what living in the south for almost 20 years does to you but the real uncomfortableness of this is i'm going to share with you my two new year's resolutions 
And that's kind of uncomfortable for me for two reasons. First and foremost, I can tell you for the first 40 some odd years of my life, I didn't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I looked at it as something where people were just like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. And it's like, cool for a week. And you go freaking ham for like six to eight days. And then you bounce out on it. Well, if I sit here and I put it on the interwebs and it's going to be able to be downloaded for the rest of my life or the rest of eternity, however long the internet's going to be around. Well, time to hold yourself accountable to it, Greybeard. And it's trying to put your money where your mouth is. So that's reason number one. And reason number two is hopefully to, you know, bring about a conversation and help us all try to find ways that we can be better. Because I do think there were some things and some really serious growth, at least personally for myself, this year in 2020. And a lot of it has revolved around the fact that we actually did decide to follow the 75 hard program. And it really put me in a position of being uncomfortable and forcing myself to be in a situation of greater structure. And it really taught me how important that is to me. And that leads me to resolution number one. Resolution number one comes straight out of that program. I'm going to read 10 pages in a book every day. And those books, although in the program it says it needs to be like a self-help or a business book, for me, they're going to rotate through different topics that I feel personally that I need to work on. Which I guess, if you personally need to work on it, there isn't more of a self-help topic than there is, right? The first that I'm starting to read is a book on building better routines in the morning and how you could be more successful by building certain routines and during specific things, doing, excuse me, specific things in the morning. Strictly what this says is before 8 a.m. This is important to me for a few reasons. One, I am an extremely regimented person by nature. And if I don't have a routine or something put in place that says you have to do X by Y, I am absolutely atrocious at getting things done. I don't know if that's just me or if it's a typical trait of people in the coaching world, but if I don't have deadlines, I am not good at getting things done. So how can I be more efficient? How can I find ways to be more effective? How can I find ways to drive creativity and drive better decision-making and get things done at a more efficient level so that I can then be better at everything else I do? You know, another topic is going to be more of the soft skill aspect, if we want to call it that still, or just actual coaching, you know, getting better at the other things. I think all too often when we talk about coaching, strength coaches think programming and exercise selection and different loading schemes and that sort of stuff. When really, I think that it comes down to more of the interpersonal skills and things of that nature. So looking more into those topics. And I'll post all of those books. I've already posted the book I'm reading right now um, about the setup of, you know, the daily routines. But I'll, I'll make sure that I share all those. As always, I'm always game 
for suggestions when it comes to that. The second New Year's resolution is one that came again through the work that we did with 75 Heart. And that is taking the work of two books and kind of putting them together. And those two books are The Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Which, if you haven't read those, I would highly recommend both of them. I don't get a nickel for saying that. Um, they really both have changed how I view things when it comes to personal finance and what I'm doing. And I think that the, the combined lesson of them is really important. Which brings me to that second resolution. And that is, no matter what happens, to pay myself first. Now, what does that mean? You know, all too often we get our paychecks and we start paying our bills like your rent or mortgage and your electric bill and your cable bill and your phone bill. I mean, if people still have cable, I don't know. I do, but I'm old. Most people have streaming services now, I guess, but whatever. And we look at that and we're like, okay, so we paid all that stuff. And then we go out and we do fun things. And what happens is you never have that nest egg, if you may, or as that enriched dad, poor dad, you never have money working for you. So the first lesson of the richest man in Babylon was to pay yourself first, because if you don't see the money, you end up living like you never had it. So they say 10% is the number to live by. And that's pretty fair. Albeit, I'm sure that that would be hard for some people in positions. So if you're following this, you want to follow along, I would say build your way to 10%. Um, but that's where I'm going to start. And it'll be 10% from the institution I work for, the swim club that I work for, and anything that we come out out of the red with, with what we do here. Um, and with that, right, so if we're gonna pay ourselves first, but we want the money to work for us, that means that it needs to go into something. That means that it needs to be invested in something that ends out providing us with more. That combines the idea of assets versus liabilities also that they talk about in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I've worked with a financial person we have an account set up, and that's what we're gonna do, is I'm gonna take 10% of each check that comes in and invest it and hope that it grows. You know, and especially for you younger coaches, I guess my biggest lesson with this would be, don't wait until you're 40, jaded, gray, tired all the time, kinda beaten and worn down looking, if I look at myself in the camera right now, to sit here and start this because the most powerful thing in the world is compounding interest. So if you can only do $50 a month, do it. $25 a month, do it. Build your way up to being able to do that 10%. And then on top of that, if there is ever any bonuses, raises or positives of that nature, that 10% may increase because the secondary goal of that would be to be able to live at that amount and not have to keep starting to try to be fancy. Now, there's some things that you gotta do, right? I woke up this morning, my townhouse was right at 50 degrees. 
because my furnace crapped out. Sometimes you got to spend some money to live. Sometimes you got to spend some money because just the proverbial stuff happens. But just because you get a raise doesn't mean you got to buy a Tesla. Why would you buy a Tesla at 25 or 30 when you could buy Tesla stock at 25 or 30 and have that money grow? But that's just been something that's changed in my view. And mistakes that I made when I was younger that have kind of put me in this position I'm in now that's got me learning and growing. So those are my two big resolutions. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to rock through 75 hard again because it's a great program and it drives me to be better. And with that, I'm going to keep reading 10 pages a day for all 365 days of 2021. And I'm going to go and pay myself first, which I encourage y'all to do as well, because the more we grow and the more we evolve and the more we develop in those two areas, the better we're going to be able to be in all the other. But happy new year. And as always, I'm truly grateful and appreciative for everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next year with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.